Welcome back to another episode of The Game of Life with David Nurse, where we bring to you behind-the-scenes life of elite NBA players, the habits, tricks, biohacks of top-level performers, inside the minds of Fortune 500 business-savvy entrepreneurs, the latest from cutting-edge companies changing the world in the performance field, how to live an adventurous, exciting life, how to find joy in every day, find your calling and purpose, and just overall how to help you become the best version of you. That's what we're bringing to you every week on The Game of Life. Now, I know I said we would bring you a big-time NBA player this week, but we are postponing that episode to make it even better. Trust me, it will. This week, we have another special treat for you that will open your eyes to your adventurous side. He is literally a mix of James Bond, Chuck Norris, and the Dos Equis' most interesting man in the world. Enter stage right, John Levy, science of influence and adventure guru. I know I say this every time, but you're going to absolutely love this one. We talk about getting crushed by the bulls and the running of the bulls in Pamplona, Spain, swimming in the waters off the shores of Antarctica, and basically how to incorporate adventure and getting out of your comfort zone into your daily and yearly personal growth basis. And this week's podcast is sponsored by Whoop. You guys have heard them on here before. Basically, what they do is they unlock human performance. I literally use it every day to check my recovery, my sleep scores, You know I'm a performance nut, so it's just really cool knowing how much REM sleep I get each night, how recovered I am, ready to attack the next day. And since I love you all so much, Whoop has given me the opportunity to give you a big fat discount on having your own Whoop band. So just go to Whoop.com and enter the code TGL for 10% off. TGL. And they just signed a big deal with the NFL, so all players will be wearing them, and you can be too. I'll link to all this in the show notes so you have it all. But uh, yeah, it's just it's fun just competing with your friends on it too. And if you get one, hit me. I'll get you on my Whoop team, and I will absolutely dominate you in the sleep game. All right, let's hit it. Time for John Levy, author of The 2 a.m. Principle, creator of the Influencers Podcast, and just a super interesting dude. You're about to find out. Adventure, here we come. All right. Uh, welcome back to the podcast. Just really blessed and thankful to have John Levy on the podcast, a behavioral scientist and a mastermind of adventure. John, how you doing, man? I'm great. I'm super excited to be here, and uh, I can't wait to share some fun stuff with your listeners. Can't wait to hear all this about adventures. I'm an adventure nut myself. Um, can you just give the audience a quick background on yourself, uh, about you? How did you become a guru in the science of influence and adventure? Oh, wow. I don't know if I'd call myself a guru. but I'm I, calling uh, you a guru. <laughs> I'll take it. Um, so the basic backstory is that I grew up incredibly unpopular. I mean – just you wouldn't want to hang out with me if you were in eighth grade with me to the point that when my teacher came in one day and said we every student gets to submit uh two people they don't want to sit with secretly i ended up finding out two things there was the first was that there was one kid nobody wanted to sit with and then the second was that that kid was me (laughs) and so i got obsessed over the next years on what causes people to live 
what causes their decision making and influences them, and then what causes them to live exciting lives. Mm-hmm. Right? I would see movies like Indiana Jones and Ferris Bueller and uh, Adventures in Babysitting and like all these kind of completely insane movies where a ragtag group of misfits comes together and through their combined skill saves the day. And I was like, I want that for my life. And so I got super curious how to create that. And since I was a geek, I used science to figure it out. I wasn't one of these naturals. And I ended up discovering that every adventure follows a four-stage process. And each stage has specific characteristics that when you apply them, actually makes life exciting. And I called this entire concept the 2 a.m. principle. And that's my book, The 2 a.m. Principle, Discover the Science of Adventure. Man, hey, I think it's a great leeway just to talk about that 2 a.m. principle. 2 a.m., I'm normally passed out like four (laughs) hours before that. Uh, wow, you uh, well, you're you know an athlete. It's a bit of a different game. I'm an old um, man. So, the, first of all, what we want to understand is when you're having an adventure, uh, or you're going for a wild night on the town. Mm-hmm. There's always this like line in in the sand where you sh- you either make it extraordinary, you make it epic, or you call it and you just go home. And if you don't know how to traverse that well, what ends up happening is that people stay out way too late. The next morning they're exhausted and they regret that they were even out in the first place. You see, human beings can't process the duration of pleasure or pain. I'll give you a simple example. David, are you married? I'm not. No. Okay. So imagine you go on a date and it is the most amazing person you've ever met. And you're three hours in and you are head over heels for this person. And you're about to reach that point and you know you're going to lean in for the kiss. And just before you do, they look you in the eye and they say the most awful thing you have ever heard in your life. <laughs> yeah, okay. I've, I've, I've had that before. And you get home and somebody says good date or bad date. What would I say? What would I answer to that? I'd probably say bad date, right? Yeah. So, But notice, three hours of perfection, three seconds of terrible. Wow. All of a sudden, it's a bad date. Good point. And the reason is that we disproportionately value the ends of things. Oh. It's a, it leaves a certain taste in your mouth, we'll say, right? Like, mm-hmm. oh, that left a good taste or a bad taste in my mouth. So what does that actually mean? It means that when you're going out trying to have a great time or even hanging out with your family, whatever it is, the key is to really end on a positive note and not try to push it past the point of enjoyment. You don't want to be the person at 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock, 5 o'clock in the morning at the pizza place trying to convince your friends, no, it's still going to be great because it's not. (laughs) I'll let in on a little secret. Just go home and get some sleep. Yep. So uh, the... That's just like one of the ideas that's in the book and the story. But, you know, the book's kind of completely insane. I I get crushed by a bull in Pamplona during Running of the Bulls. This is all Dang. true stories, by the way. I uh, Within 10 seconds of meeting the woman behind the duty-free counter at Stockholm Airport, she decides to leave her job and travel with me. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. Say that one again. Within 10 seconds, she leaves her job and starts traveling. She with decides you? to leave her job <laughs> and travels with me. Within 45 minutes, we had bought her a plane ticket, and then I was already on my flight out. She showed up the next day, not knowing or having a clue what she was going to. Okay, I think everybody needs to hire you as their official wingman. <laughs> um, you know, it's it's kind of funny because when 
your focus is just having an extraordinary time and meeting exceptional people, you got to do whatever you can to get uh, to spend time with them. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, the the book isn't really like you know, it's if you want to learn to meet a girl, there's much better books to read out there. <laughs> it's uh, this is really about what it is that that makes life exciting and worth living. That's really cool. Uh, yeah, I mean. Th- I'm a big believer in always having an adventure and always putting yourself out of your comfort zone uh, to grow. What um, What do you think? Like the main the main reasons you think it's it's so important to have these adventures, to experience this in our lives, to to take a step and a leap and a bound. Well, so let's look at it from a few different perspectives. One is, I I believe that you can't have an adventure without uh, growing, right? If you didn't push yourself to past your social, physical, or emotional boundaries, you may have had a nice experience, but it wasn't an adventure. Mm-hmm. And so for me, adventure is a catalyst for personal growth, for being a better person, for living a remarkable life. Not just a good life. You can live a very good and quiet life, and that's fine. But if what I ended up with at my end of days is a pile of cash and you know, having spent my evenings watching uh, TV shows or Netflix. <laughs> I mean, it's yeah. a fine life. It's more than, you know, 99% of the world could hope for. But it isn't an extraordinary life. And for for me, what that means is really doing things that stand out as remarkable that are exciting, that make me uncomfortable. I'm a strong believer that uh, the size of our life is in proportion to how uncomfortable we're willing to be. And so I often wish people really uncomfortable lives and (laughs) all the gifts that come with it. Because the fact is that that's what's going to give you something exceptional. It's uncomfortable, let's say, to be an entrepreneur, but it's an adventure. It's uncomfortable to speak at your office meetings, but that's what causes you to grow to take your career to the next level, which brings me to the second reason. Have you ever heard of Mihai Csikszentmihalyi? No, I haven't. Sounds cool. I actually bet you have, but not by his name, but by his research. He's a brilliant psychologist who studied peak performers, top athletes, musicians, artists, business people. And he wanted to understand what their peak state was. And he came across something called flow. Have you ever heard of this? I, I, I'm, I've heard of it. I'm not super familiar with it, but I like where you're going. <laughs> keep, keep it so, rolling. So in flow state, uh, a person is so intertwined in their activity that they don't know where they end and the activity yep. begins. They're fully engrossed. They lose all sense of self-consciousness. They experience a sense of ecstasy participating in the activity, and the activity itself has intrinsically positive value to them. Right. And, and if you talk to an athlete, they'll sometimes describe, oh, I was taking a shot, uh, and I could see every face in the crowd. And that doesn't actually make any sense. How's that possible? But you experienced shifts in your sense of time. Things that happen very quickly happen slowly and things that happen slowly happen quickly. All of a sudden that game that you were playing, it felt like it took 10 minutes, but it was really three hours. And so to enter this state, you have to 
do a few things. One is you have to be doing something that requires skill. Two, you have to be doing something outside of your current level of ability, right? It has to be a reach for you. Mm -hmm. But it can't be so hard that you're failing all the time and you become self-conscious. It has to appear as something that's achievable to you. Yeah. And so when, if you could enter those that scenario, then you have the ability to enter flow state. You need to eliminate distractions, obviously, and a whole bunch of other uh, additional characteristics. But for me, I'm not a pro athlete of any kind. So the greatest opportunity for me to enter flow is probably through social experiences because we all have a certain degree of social capability, right? We've been doing it for years. Mm-hmm. And it is easy enough to find things that are outside of our comfort zone that are just at the cusp of our abilities. So that might be going to talk to strangers and convincing them to join you for a drink, or it could be, you know, climbing a mountain that you thought would be tough, but satisfying. And that's where I, why I love adventure so much is it redefines who we are. We get to be better people at the end. Man, that's that's really interesting, and it's really spot on on how it goes hand in hand with professional athletes, like the NBA players that I'm working with. I mean, it's called like basically called being in the zone, and the flow state would be the same type of thing where they're just so locked in that nothing else around them I mean, makes any difference to their performance. Mm-hmm. And that's I mean, that's the essential goal of every practice, every game. So that's that's really cool to see. It's the same thing, like the same thing with adventure. Yeah, it's uh, and and it's uh, the nice thing is that you don't have to dedicate your entire life to it. Yeah. <laughs> right? The yeah. people, the people you work with, like I tip my hat to them. That's an incredible le- level of love and dedication for a craft. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and for me, that's what adventure is. But what adventure is for most people is a really nice thing or fun thing that they can uh, apply to make whatever they're already doing more interesting and exciting. And that's fine, right? Your entire life doesn't need to be about this stuff. I'm just kind of crazy. So I come up with (laughs) wild and stupid things to do. Like I've dropped myself off in foreign countries where I don't speak the language, don't know anybody. And either I convince a stranger to put me up for the night or I sleep on the street. (laughs) I'm I'm about to do it in Iceland. Oh, no way, man. I've heard Iceland is awesome. That's one of my spots I want to get to. Yeah, it's uh, it's a super cool place. It's one of my favorite. I can't wait to get there and not let the sun set. Yeah, exactly. In summertime, for sure. Okay, so you got to tell me like your rates, your percentage of how many times do you get put up for the night? Do you? I've never failed. Street? I was gonna guess that after that you told me that ten minute thing with the airport. Um, <laughs> man, okay. I, 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 truth be told, I'm only about to do it my third time, uh, but it's something I try to do every year because it's about pushing the limits of our comfort zone and it's really uncomfortable when you leave your house and realize you have no home no way back that changes everything yeah yeah like when your ships are burned right like you literally it's do or die i mean let's be honest it's the worst it'll happen i sleep on the park bench but it's uh it changes the nature of the game completely yeah, that's a good that's a really good point there too where you know like what's the worst that can happen. I feel like a lot of people will go into they won't they'll shy away from change or they'll shy away from adventure just cuz they're afraid of getting out of that comfort zone and getting out of the bubble. Um mm-hmm. 
You spoke about it. The fact it. is, yeah. the the world is safer now than it's ever been. Yeah. Uh, and we're probably more scared because we hear more stories and we freak out. And that's not a, like, it's just not really what's going on in the world. It's really just safer and friendlier than it's ever been. Yep. Told you. Influence? Convincing a Stockholm duty-free clerk to leave their job and travel with them? Check. Adventure? Going to foreign language speaking countries with absolutely no game plan going in? Check. And just how cool and calming it is to be able to enter the flow state. Getting absolutely in the zone. Awesome first half. Big time second half coming up. So I'm going to hit you with my three-pointers of the week. See how I did that? Play on basketball. Three-pointers. Main three points of the week for self-improvement. Yeah, basically I'm a stand-up comedian. I know. I know. You guys can hold back the laughter. I think I need to get a stand-up routine down, though. And I would expect you all to be there and act like I was halfway decent. Okay? Cool. All right. Anyways, enough of that. Three pointers of the week. Here we go. My top three books for self-improvement. And I've read these multiple times, too. And for those of you who know me out there, I might be one of the slowest readers on the face of the earth. We're working on that, though. Here they are. Number one, the Bible. I know that might sound like, okay, how do you read the whole Bible? I'm not saying you have to read it from front to back, but it's the best book there is. Not even close. And even just if it's for self-improvement, positivity in your day, and a purpose for life, obviously, just open it up, read a few lines every morning, boom. Great way to start the day right there. Number two, Essentialism by Greg McGowan. The way of an essentialist isn't about getting more done in less time. It's about getting only the right things done. It's not a time management strategy or productivity technique. It's a systematic discipline for discerning what is absolutely essential. And then eliminating everything that is not. So we can make the highest possible contribution towards the things that really matter in life. Pretty cool. Check it out. Uh, number three, How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. So basically, if you are in any type of business and you don't read this, you're doing yourself a disservice. It's stood the test of time for over 60 years, and a direct quote from Warren Buffett, It Changed My Life, the most successful self-help book of all time. Yep, basically that's all you need to know right there on that book. There it is. My three pointers of the week, the Bible, essentialism, and how to win friends and influence people. Check them all out. Link in the show notes. All right, back to the game of life. John Levy coming at you with more adventure and how to incorporate it into your everyday life. So, yeah, the worst that can happen isn't that bad. How can so how can people like take that next step i mean a lot of people will say yeah i want to go travel i want to go advent have an adventure you have any steps any any models that they can just be like all right this is what i'm going to do like you said well, you let's go- keep it let's keep it simple right you want to get a few wins under your belt before you jump into another country uh with no escape route yeah <laughs> uh, i i started one of the things in my the early days of adventuring was I made a rule that I had to leave New York City, where I live, every month, at least once. 
it can be really easy to be to stay at home and not explore. And so whether that was going for a hike in a mountain range outside of the city or um, or that was hopping down to D.C. for a weekend, I made it like an absolute rule. I also didn't know I was going to pay for anything. Right. I wasn't making a ton of money at the time. Um, And so. Just something as simple as that you might means that you go to the town next town over and you go have lunch there and you go and talk to some stranger at the bars there. But whatever it is, you you force yourself to actually move forward on something. Right. You mm-hmm. create a system or a structure that doesn't let you fail. Like if, if you tell all your friends you're doing this and you say, listen, guys, I need you to call me out if you see me not doing it or giving you an excuse then it'll happen. Yeah, more likely at least it'll happen. So if even going out of your town is too big of a deal, well, here's some simple stuff. One of the things I like to do when I go out for a night on the town is I'll create some kind of game. I'll create a mission and a set of constraints. So mission is the goal that I'm trying to achieve and the constraints are the rules I live by. So the mission is go and have five drinks. The constraints are I'm not allowed to buy any of my own drinks. And I can't go to any bar I'm familiar with, and I can't talk to people I know. So all of a sudden, every bar I walk into becomes about a series of conversations about how I can convince somebody to buy me a drink. (laughs) All right? Here's another one. In my early 20s, I really didn't have any money to date. And rather than feel like a jerk for not being able to treat uh, my date as she deserves to be treated... I turned it into a game. I said, we're going to play a game today. We're going to see how much fun we can have with just $20. It's a challenge. So we had to be really creative. Mm -hmm. So we would buy a bottle of wine and some chalk, and we would go draw in Central Park on the ground and have some wine. And those were some of my best dates. Because, frankly, like when you can be creative and playful – you have a lot more fun than when you're doing something luxurious. I'm all for luxury. Don't get me wrong. It's yeah. nice to be pampered. It's nice to get a massage and have an expensive drink and all those things. But it doesn't really bond people in the same way. Right. That's that's a really good point. It's it's almost like you, you put yourself in different awkward situations and, and mm-hmm. challenge yourself basically. I mean, to grow is, is the basis of the adventure, to grow and making you be better as an overall person and more confident too. Just from my experiences as traveling overseas, just being able to, Hey, I don't know what's going on. I don't know where I'm staying. I don't know what I'm doing, but then knowing that it's coming through and it works out, it gives me a lot of confidence in in everything, every aspect of my life. Mm. Yeah. I I think we need to, I think we need to meet up in some of these crazy countries and go on these adventures, man. (laughs) Uh, well, let me know your schedule. I'm all, we overlap. I'm, I'm all for it. What, uh, what are some of the craziest adventures you've been on? Uh, one of my favorite places was I went with, um, I went with a really phenomenal uh, travel company to uh, Antarctica. Oh, uh, it's called Expedition Trips. They were super great because they put me on a 100-person vessel. And since only 100 people can go on to Antarctica at a time at the landing sites, mm-hmm. it meant that we always all got to go. Like if you go on a cruise ship with 5,000 people or whatever on it, you barely get to go onto the actual land. 
And so uh, it was beautiful, and we went kayaking. And on the last day, not on the last day, it was the day before last, I think, we were in Deception Island, and we went swimming. And I outset my fellow travelers by about a factor of 10 in the water. Now, I'm not sure if you've ever swam in zero-degree water. <laughs> no, and I don't plan on it. When within seconds, you lose feeling in your arms and legs. You can still move them, but you don't feel them wow. in the normal way. It's all pins and needles. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I'm, you know, I'm in the water trying to float and uh, swim around. And it is like you can't really describe the feeling yeah. uh, in a way that translates to people because it zaps all of your physical strength. And it hits you so hard that you become completely disoriented. It's like being punched by somebody. So when I finally made it onto the sand, I couldn't feel the sand on my feet. <laughs> and from there, I couldn't even, uh, I, I didn't occur to me to put my clothing on. So I wandered around the beach in just a bathing suit for about five minutes or so until people forced me to get dressed, which was a good move on their part. <laughs> wow, that is extremely intense. Yes. I, uh, what else have I done? That's, I went to all seven continents in one year. That was super fun. That's cool. See, Antarctica is the last one I got to get to, so we need to talk about this. I'm, I'm going down there in Antarctica on whatever one you went on. Uh, expedition trips? I'll, I'll make an intro. Okay. Uh, they're a great company. Nice. Um, what else can I tell you? There's a I, – one of the funniest things that ever happened was I managed to battle Kiefer Sutherland in Drunken Jenga. What? And, <laughs> and we end up uh, inviting one another to Thanksgiving dinner. Um, and so I actually showed up as his Thanksgiving and uh, <laughs> he had forgotten and I was with my entire family. There's like four or five of us and we show up and it's his like intimate family Thanksgiving. He was such a gentleman. He invited us in, uh, let us have food and we all hung out and played Jenga again. It was great. <laughs> and so there's like hilarious. a lot of this kind of crazy yeah. stuff. I was crushed by a bull in Pamplona. I think I mentioned that. Oh, jeez. Uh, you were crushed by the bull. See, I've, want, I've wanted to go over that too. I mean, not necessarily get crushed, but shoot, you were just running alongside him and boom. No, I made it past the run. I made it into the stadium. And when I got into the stadium, a bull missed its jump to enter it mm -hmm. and landed on me. Oh, my gosh. Mm -hmm. And you're still alive, though. Yes, barely. I almost died. Oh, my gosh, man. That's, yeah, that's... I thought I was paralyzed. I Like, all time and space disappeared. Whoa. It was... Wow. Okay, you've had some extremely intense adventures. So for everyone out there, don't start with these. Start with just getting out of your house and get out of your town and off the couch. But mm -hmm. like this, I is, couldn't agree more. This is awesome, man. This is uh, back to your point too. Like at the end of our lives, if we have money and we had a comfy life, what did we really experience? You know. And I'm all for that, right? Like, go make money. Go have like a comfortable home, but don't just get stuck there as your default. Yeah. My thing is I try to I try to do something that throws me way out of my comfort zone every quarter, every quarter of the year. So try to travel somewhere somewhere crazy four times a year. I I love it. So where have you been going? Um so my craziest places have been I mean, let's see. 
got lost in the Amazon in Brazil, um, experienced the street food in China and Beijing in a bad way, um, a lot of Australia, shark diving in cages in Australia. I need to keep thinking of some more crazy ones. I need to, <laughs> give me give me two on your bucket list that you want to get that you want to get rolling. I'm gonna do them too. Uh, two things that I want to do that's on my bucket list. Um, wow, what's on my bucket list? Uh, it can be anything crazy. It can be. This is a tough one just because I tend to just do things. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's what I was, that's uh, what I was thinking too. The, the big issue is, um, I think I want to take a few high profile people on adventures Mm -hmm. just so that they can set an example for everyone else. Right. Like I'll do stuff and that's kind of expected of me. I'm kind of wild and I wrote the book on it, but if I could take a few high profile people with me that inspire others, uh, that'd be great. Oh, that's a that's a great way to do it. You got any ideas on where you'd want to take them? I'm just trying to selfishly take some ideas from you and where I can go. Oh, got it. Uh, <laughs> have you ever heard of Midsummer? No, I haven't. Midsummer is the celebration that's uh, often done in the Scandinavian countries, uh, where it's the longest day of the year, so they throw an all day party. Oh, nice. And I've gone a bunch of times to Stockholm for it and loved it. Um, what else? Yeah, I was in Stockholm last summer. Actually, I didn't even didn't even hear about that. Um, yeah, there's there's tons of crazy stuff. I want to go. I've never gone shark diving. Uh, I I did a free diving course, so I can hold my breath for extended periods of time underwater Dang. and dive. Uh, so I want to go uh, explore wreckage and stuff like that and get better at it. I want to develop uh, the skill for Wim Hof, which is yep. cold proofing your body. So it's more along the skills and less specifically around places. Um, so, yeah, that's what I think my next thing is, is developing superhuman skills. That's cool. Okay, I'm taking lessons from you then on that and going to Antarctica. I'll put that. I'll put Antarctica on the top of the bucket list. Awesome. I, I really recommend it, especially uh, before it melts <laughs> and yeah. it's just rocks and there are no more yeah. penguins or fish or anything out there. Well, man, that's 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 awesome. Thanks for those stories. Thanks for telling the audience. I mean, how important adventure is to your life, getting out of the comfort zone, just challenging yourself to grow. Um, anywhere we can just follow everything that you do. Like, I'm I'm super interested. In it. I'm a nut in it, so I know I know the listeners will be too. Well, first of all, I recommend grabbing a copy of the Two A.M. Principle: Discover the Science of Adventure. It's a really fun read, and I'm incredibly proud of it. But more importantly, I've been getting so many messages from people, and I'm super flattered about that they took on the challenges in the books and had these wildly fun adventures. And it's been overwhelmingly positive. Uh, if you want to follow me, I'm John Levy TLB J O N L E V as in Victor, Y as in Yellow. John Levy, TLB, T like Thomas, L like Lion, B like Boy. And you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, everywhere. That's what I'm at. And I have johnlevytlb.com. I have a, a podcast that's super fun. Um, it's called Influencers. I have some two famous people come on each episode. Nice. And uh, in the first one is a standard interview. And then the second one is anonymous. And if you can figure out uh, who the person is, you could win an invitation to something called the salon and, uh, or it's now called mirror. 
and it is uh, we have three famous speakers speak and often a musical act will perform so it'll be like bill nye the science guy followed by one of the roots <laughs> and the guest list is just like lots of celebrities and cool folk and so uh it's uh i think well worth checking out it's influencerspodcast.com and uh yeah that's basically it so feel free to reach out i'm pretty easy to get a hold of very cool thank you very much we'll link to all these in, in the show notes and everything and uh Got to ask you, has anybody asked you to be the Dos Equis most interesting man alive? Um, I think you need to be that, like, legitimately. Uh, so the funny thing is I get that a lot. I figured and, so, yeah. uh, And even GQ referred to me as the Dos Equis guy. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, yeah, it was super flattering. Yeah. Uh, but I haven't uh, ever heard from their marketing agency or, or their uh, – or the brand and the new Dos Equis guy, I think kind of looks like me. Yeah. Kind of, you know, he kind of does. I'm going to reach out to Dos Equis. I'm putting in the plug for you. I'll be your agent in that, in that room. We'll get you like, if you, if you can hook it up, uh, I'll be indebted, man. Get out here, get out here to LA. Get, we'll, we'll make you like a James Bond Dos Equis mix. <laughs> get you in some movies out here. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for having me, David. This has been a real pleasure. And uh, and thank you, listeners, for listening. John, thank you very much, man. Appreciate it. And we'll talk to you. Huge thanks to John Levy. That's awesome stuff right there. Definitely going to have to have him come back on with updates from his crazy travels and adventures. Check him out. Everything he's doing is linked in the show notes, and you can go on an adventure with him. And shoot me some ideas, too, on where I should go next, adventures I should go on. I need need some new ones. Help me out. And that'd be really cool if we all went on a big one once a year. The Game of Life podcast adventure tour. And we pick some super cool spot to go to, all go together. It's a really good idea. I just thought of that right there. Hmm. Anyways, hope you all enjoyed the podcast. And as always... Any feedback is definitely appreciated. I want to keep growing at this, and I want to keep making this the best possible for all of you. Also, big thank you to Whoop for sponsoring the podcast. You've got the chance to get your own today and compete with me on sleep recovery and all that health nut stuff that I absolutely love. And of course, the biggest thanks to all of you. You guys make this possible for me to bring on NBA players, top-level performers, entrepreneurs, and just to have a ton of fun learning. If you like the podcast, tell others. Give it good ratings. You know the drill, I think. iTunes, that kind of stuff. Stars, something like that. Hope you all keep tuning in. And if there is anyone out there I should interview, think would be cool, let me know. Got a ton of great guests lined up for the upcoming weeks. More NBA players to come and high-level performers. Man, this is a lot of fun. A lot of fun with you guys on with me. David Nurse, Game of Life, signing off. Have a great week.